Today's episode is an interview that I did with Aubrey Malik. You guys are going to love her. Her story is awesome. She went from being a full-time elementary school teacher to ultimately resigning from her job within two months of starting her online business. So get ready to get inspired as she shares her story with you guys. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. Thank you so much for being here um, and coming on the show. Like I'm super excited for you to kind of share your story and how you went from being an elementary school teacher to wanting to stay at home with your babies and like creating this online business. So I'm super excited for you to dive into that. So um, if you want to start out, you can tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Aubrey Malik, and I am a mom. I've got two little guys at home who are napping right now. Well, they should be napping. Who knows? Um, I'm a wife and yeah, I started out, you know, out of college, got a job as an elementary school teacher. And honestly, I really thought that that's what I would be doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I always, I mean, I dreamed of being a mom and I always had a desire to want to be at home with them. But I didn't think that that would be possible because my husband and I were not in a position where we could just go down to one income. We probably could have and made it work, but we like to be able to go on vacations. And I just didn't want to feel stressed around that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of put that on the back burner, always thinking, you know, maybe something would come along where I would be able to just have a flexible schedule. I'm very motivated and driven and I liked working. I just really struggled with and maybe this is because I'm a rebel and a rule breaker, but I really struggled with asking someone for time off to be there for my kids. If my kids were yeah. sick, if they had a doctor's appointment, yeah. I hated doing that. I felt icky about it. Like, why is this anyone else's decision? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to have, have choice in my life and just be able to make my own schedule. So became a mom, you know, and just was still teaching and doing that. And it was when I was pregnant with my second son, I really just felt like now's the time to, to make a change. My oldest son was having some health things going on and he was getting ready to have surgery. And I felt again, this, you know, can I take a day off from work? And then I'm like, I should not be thinking this way. I should be able to take whatever time I want off and not have to worry about it. Not have to ask anyone, not feel guilty about it. And so I was up all night one night and just really was like, what can I do to make money from home? Mm -hmm. And I posted in a mom Facebook group and someone said, you should look into becoming a virtual assistant. And I had never heard of that. And it was like, once someone said that and planted that seed, 
everything changed and I was was devouring so much. I was listening to podcasts. I was reading blogs. I was doing all the things and I'm like, all right, this is it. I can do it. And so I set a goal at the time I was seven months pregnant and I set a goal. I said, I'm, I'm going to be done teaching by the time my second son is born. And my last day in the classroom was the day before he was born. And I haven't been back since I've been doing that full time. And then about a year, year and a half ago, I transitioned into not only working with business owners and helping them in their business as a freelancer, but also coaching other women through their virtual assistant business and helping them scale it the way that I did because mm-hmm. I quickly replaced my teaching income and was able to, you know, find that freedom and flexibility that I wanted to. And that's such a happy place for me to be in. Cause now I feel like I get to combine my love for teaching because I love teaching. I really did. I just wanted that flexibility mm-hmm. and I get to be at home with my kids. So I, it's a perfect marriage of both of them. So that's what I'm, that's my story. I, I try to, every time I tell people that I try to like cut out bits and pieces of it because I, it can be long-winded, but no, but I love how I got you, to. you actually, you know, you took, like you said, now you have the best of both worlds. So like, you know, you started out with, um, you know, doing the virtual assisting and then now you've added the coaching side of it, which is the teaching part of it. So, um, for listeners that don't know what freelancing is, can you like explain that briefly? Um, what your definition of like being a freelancer is? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that I like to think about, so you'll hear freelancing, you'll hear virtual assistant, sometimes service provider, they're all under the same umbrella. But basically what it is, is you are an independent contractor, which means you are not an employee, you are a business owner, and you come in to help with another business owner run their business. If we think about all the things that it takes to run a business from social media to graphics, to website, to marketing, there's so many things. And when a business owner, their business picks up, they can't do that alone. They need people to come in and help them. And it's a lot easier to hire an independent contractor as a freelancer where they just pay them, you know, either per hour or per package to help them in their business, as opposed to bringing on a full-time employee where they have to take care of the benefits and the time off and all that stuff. And a lot of times when people who've never heard of it, what I like to equate it to is a personal assistant, except what you're doing is all remote. There might be some clients that you work with where you do some in-person stuff, but mainly your job is working remotely, helping them in their business um, with a variety of tasks, or you can have a specialized service that you offer like website design, but you come in and you take that project or that task off their plate. You complete it for the business owner. You turn it back to them and they pay you for that work that you do. Awesome. So, um, I guess my, like leading into my next question would be, um, did you have any experience? Like, I know you have, um, you've kind of created a, um, program around, um, like it being a signature service. Um, did you have any experience with, like, can you explain what your signature service is? And did you have any experience like before you dove into like this virtual assisting space? Not anything really in the online business space. I, I was thinking, well, what do I even have to offer a business owner? That's how I looked at it. And that's what a lot of people do when they, you know, get started. Like, I don't have anything to offer. I don't, I don't know how to do anything. And so what I did as a teacher is I kind of looked at not necessarily the things that I was doing in my teaching job, because to me, I was like, oh, well, I can teach people things, but 
that's not really a service that I can offer. So I started to look at some of those other things that I did in my job. I created content. I created lesson plans. I uh, helped students engage in activities. I was organized. I was creative. So I said, okay, thinking of that as a business owner, what kind of things could I do? Okay, well, I'm on social media a lot. So maybe I could help with social media. I could help them plan content. I could create graphics. I felt creative and I could play online. And really, I think that holds a lot of people up when they're thinking about getting started, not knowing what service to offer, what skills they have. And they think, oh, I need to know how to do this before I start offering it. And I think the one thing that really helped me is I just kind of dove in. I think that the best experience comes from like practical experience and not just reading about it and watching things is actually getting your hands. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's how it was for me as a teacher too. I'm like, you can, you know, I can watch all these teachers actually teach and read the books and everything, but until I actually got in front of a classroom, I never really knew what it was going to be like. you have to dive into it to get the experience. And then you, you, you know, you learn from the experience. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Good deal. Um, so if you'll talk about like some of your services that, um, you offer and like the ways you've been able to generate like this passive income, um, as you know, the, I know you're, you do the freelancing and you're a VA coach, uh, but can you kind of explain like some of your digital products that you've created and your, you know, to kind of talk about your signature um, service that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of what I, what I found in success with my business, and I think the reason why my business took off is when I first got started, I was offering a lot of different services to a lot of different people, which was great. And it helped my business take off, but I could only go at that for so long before I was going to feel burnout because I was trying to learn so many different platforms and so many different things and how to work with different clients and different industries. And what I found was that when I actually pulled back what I was offering and just found one service that I could get really, really good at and scale that and really clear about who I was working with, I was able to scale my business quickly. So that's what I teach is not offering so many different things and being all over the place because then people are going to come to you and they're not going to know if you are the expert in this, if you really know, and you're not going to feel super confident about that because you're Mm -hmm. trying to be in all these different places and have your hands in a lot of different things. So once I found that, um, and scaled that, I kind of found myself in two routes. I could either teach people. So you get to that route where you want it to become a little bit more passive because being a freelancer, being a virtual assistant, it, it still is in that time for money type thing. So once I have a lot of um, my students that work through my programs, get that signature service, they get really good at it. They look at, okay, how can I add on that extra income stream? Because that's a really great place to be in a business owner where you have not just one income stream, you have a, you know, a bunch of different in- income streams coming in. So that was where I was at too. I could either teach other freelancers how to do the signature service that I was offering, which was blog management. I was managing a client's entire blog, writing the posts, doing all the uploading, creating all that. Or I could teach people how to do what it is that I did, which is, you know, becoming a virtual assistant and scaling that business. So that's when I added on that piece because that felt a little bit more comfortable for me is teaching other people how to do that freelancing side of things. And so I started off, I actually, I think I did things a little bit backwards, but I'm grateful for business coaches who can kind of like point those things at you. And like, they kind of come in and they're like, all right, let's, (laughs) let's tweak things. But what I have right now in my business that I, you know, for my passive side and obviously passive income, we know that it's not just 
solely passive. Like you do create it once and then it's yes, effort. you can sell that. Yeah. But there's a lot of marketing involved in that and in talking about it and getting the you know visibility and everything like that. So when people come into my community, they're usually at two different places. They're either, I've never even heard of being a virtual assistant. I want to start it or they have a virtual assistant business and they want to scale it. So I like to have two different points of entry entries, but they can enter with my first um, passive product, which is my digital product. And that teaches them the steps to starting their freelancing business. And then my signature program is my freelancer to CEO Academy. And that's where we really take the foundations that they've learned with their business. And we really amp it up and we get really clear on what's that signature service they're going to offer and how do they market effectively and how do they get systems in place. And those two things have really in the past, I would say, eight months have really taken off, but that's because I, I myself too got really super clear on who I was speaking to and how I could help them. And through, you know, my podcast and all the stuff that I'm doing with my marketing, really attracting those type of people so that when they come to me, they know she has something to offer me or maybe not yet or what have you. And and that's been a really great part of my business in addition to offering the freelancing services. I like that because it's, <clears throat> it's, you know, you, you've created, like you've transitioned from that. Um, cause I know a lot of, you know, I mean, um, I'm a nurse, my background is in nursing and, you know, I mean, just in healthcare in general, it's like, you're trading that time for money. So like, there's only so many patients that you can see in a day. So it's really flipping that into the online space and being able to, you know, to serve one to many. And so, it's cool that, you know, you kind of came in, you had this, like, you know, you, you were motivated to stay home with your babies and it was like, okay, like, this is my goal. I'm going to do it. And you dove into it, got the experience and then built upon that and just really was able to create that passive income that is going to be evergreen, you know? And I mean, it's, that's the cool thing about working for yourself, right? Like you can always like tweak things, change things, add things, take things away. Like it's, you know, you're doing the, um, you know, you're running the business, so you're running the show. So you can, you can kind of pick and choose, um, you know, and add as, as you want. So, um, if you could share, uh, some practical, um, ways that listeners, uh, were able to, like, you talked about how you, you know, you created the business, um, but just give some tips. Like if someone's thinking like, okay, I want to start this business. Like, I know you had mentioned like investing in your business and being a student was really, um, a game changer for you. So if you'll kind of touch a little bit on that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I think changed the game for me from very early on. I don't think that there's anything wrong with being resourceful and doing things yourself. I am like a huge proponent of DIY. I'm in the middle of a huge DIY project at my house right now. And that's from just me like watching YouTube videos and learning how to do it. Um, So I'm definitely a proponent of getting out there. And if there's something, no matter what it is, you know, if it's freelancing, if it's creating a digital product, creating a course, there's nothing wrong with getting out there and and watching some YouTube videos and reading blogs and seeing, you know, is this for you? Does this feel right? But I think the sooner that you can invest in something that's going to teach you how to get from point A to point B a lot faster than you can do it on your own, it's going to be so like time well spent because I, I look at two things. You can either spend time or you can either spend money. 
And for me, I've always looked at it as is there's always things that I could do to earn more money, but I can never earn back that time. Mm -hmm. And if someone can save me some of that time where they can teach me something faster, where I don't have to be spending all these late nights researching on my own or spending time away from my family, if they're going to teach me something that's going to give me back more time, that to me has always been worth the investment. And that is something that it's hard for people when they're starting something new to make an investment, but it's also for you to, to, to make an investment in your business. You're putting a little skin in the game, which motivates you to yeah. even more to get it done. Right. Cause you've invested that money. So now you're like, okay, I actually have to do something as opposed to tiptoeing around and trying different things. And, oh, maybe I'm going to do this. Maybe not. And it just gives you that added push that sometimes you need to take that leap. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Like 100%, like you got to have some skin in the game and you, you, it's like a mental thing, right? So like, it just, it allows you to just take it more seriously. It's like, okay, like I'm, I'm invested in this and I'm going to, you know, take that next step to, to do the thing. Right. So, um, if you'll talk a little bit and tell us how you market, um, and like, if you have any business, like business strategies that you use to like find clients, um, and that kind of thing. I think the biggest thing that I learned with marketing is there are so many different ways that you can market your business out there. But what has always worked best for me is focusing on one to two platforms or places that I'm really going to market heavily, because then I know that I can be more focused with that. If I'm trying to do all these different things, be on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter, my attention is going to be divided and I'm not going to be able to really get the traction that I want. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about finding one to two ways that you can market your business, thinking about where your ideal client is and how that you can reach them. So for me right now in my business, the way that I market my business, my main marketing is through my podcast. Um, I know you have a podcast. I know we all learned from Stephanie Gass and it's, it's so it's such a available place because that's where a lot of my listeners are. They're driving in the car, they're on the commute and they're washing dishes. And, and that's a really great place to meet them where they're at. And so I just really focus on my podcast and marketing that and creating content that really speaks to the pain points of what my ideal client, my, you know, the student that I would love in my programs, what she's going through. And I think, um, the, you know, so the two tips I would share is really getting clear on where you're marketing and, and focus that attention on that. And then also knowing who you're marketing to and creating content that really speaks to the struggles that she's going through, her pain points and creating solutions for her so that you start to create that know, like, and trust. And then eventually, you know, they'll start to hear your free things and, and read your content and say, man, wow, if this is what she's giving away for free, I'd love to know what her paid stuff is like. And then you can start to move them through that funnel. Um, and that's how, that's how I market my business. All right. That's, I love to hear that. Cause, um, <clears throat> you know, obviously this is, I'm getting into the podcasting space. This is my second interview that I've done. So, um, do you repurpose a lot of your stuff? So, um, you know, for podcasting purposes, do you translate those and put them into a blog post? Do you have a personal blog that you, you kind of like repurpose all of your, like have one, I guess, big overarching, um, bulk piece of content and then just kind of distribute it across the board? 
Yeah. Then that's, that's saving you, you know, time, right. Is not having to reinvent the wheel every single time. So creating that podcast episode that goes up, that's the audio there creating the blog post with also the audio, the show notes, the links for them. We also push it out with our email list. So that's reach again, because you think about it. Some people are on your email list that are not listening to your podcast and some people are listening to your podcast. And so it's hitting those different people, even though you feel like I'm just saying the same things over again. Number Mm -hmm. one, it doesn't hurt for people to hear things over and over again. But number two, those you might not be touching all those people. I mean, same thing with Instagram. You know, you post something on your feed, not everybody who's following you sees it. So yeah, posting on the feed, posting it in the stories. I also have a free Facebook community where um, I send people from the podcast to have the conversation go even further. And so we, again, like continue that conversation over there. We dig in and that's that's a way to really get into the, to the mind of what my ideal person is going through because we can continue that conversation and the pot, like the podcast mainly, you know, it's one-sided we're sharing value. They're listening. Um, and I like having that place where we can go and continue that conversation and they can ask questions. And again, it's just that one piece of content that we're kind of fanning out and pushing out into all the different areas and not feeling like, I'm saying the same thing over again, because again, you want to reach the pe- all the people. And again, some people are following you that are not listening and vice versa. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I like the idea of the Facebook group that, because it's almost like, I mean, those are your people and you're on, it's almost market research, right? So like they're asking their questions and then you have a platform to be able to, like, if they're asking that question, surely there's somebody else that has the same question. So you're being able to answer it. And again, it's not that one-on-one it's that one-to-many. And so you're able to push it out there and not just help the one person, but to help, you know, many people. So, um, I love that, but, um, we can wrap things up. I want you to, um, you had mentioned, I talked about uh, like sharing some strategies or some tips about creating passive income, um, like in a simple way that if anybody is new to the whole passive income world um, and you had mentioned three, um, three ways to make money from home as a mom. So if you can share those with us. Yeah, absolutely. So passive income is obviously the most coveted. I think like a lot of people want that. And if I could just share one, one little tip about passive income that I I've learned in the past year that has really, really helped me is I actually, I created a mini course probably two years ago. And I thought that this course was going to be the thing that would take off. And I thought this is what people would love. And what I found is it flopped. And I, you know, I always, anytime I do something in my business, I always like to think, okay, what went well, what didn't work out, why didn't it work out so that I can always be, you know, reflective and make those changes in the future. And I think the thing that I forgot to do, which I think a lot of people can sometimes skip because it's not, you know, the most sexy thing in Mm -hmm. your business (laughs) is taking the time to do the market research and getting on calls with people and getting into Facebook groups and, you know, whoever is that ideal person that would want to possibly purchase a product from you, a course, a digital product, what is it that they really want? And it's asking those questions because we can think we know what they want, but it's not until you actually get in with those conversations that you know. And then that way, when you do create something, you're creating it with that person in mind so that when you put it out there, they think, wow, she's in my head. She knows exactly what I'm going through and what I'm struggling with. So that would just be like an overall thing as far as 
passive income goes and creating those passive products is really taking the time to do that research and figure it out. Okay, who, who is this going to be for? And what is it that she actually wants help with? So that's just a little side note. So one way to, to make money from home is creating some type of passive income product course. Um, the second way I, I really love is freelancing. I think it's a really great option for moms because you can work around your kids' schedules. You can do it early morning hours, late at night. When I was first getting started and I was working at home full-time, I was, you know, I or sorry, when I was working full-time as a teacher, that's when I was getting my work done. I'd get up early at five, work from five to seven. I'd work two hours at night and I was able to, to work around that schedule without really feeling like I was taking away time from my family. So that's the, the second option. And then the third option, uh, and a lot of people do really well with this is joining like a network marketing type thing where, um, and I think now with the way that things are with social media, there's a lot of different ways that you can also create a personal brand around um, a company that you work with too. So those are like the three ways that I know that are attractive to a lot of women and moms. Um, and I have tried an MLM too. So <laughs> I've done yeah. all the, I feel like I've done all the things to, to make money. Yeah, from well, home. I think, um, you know, I'm involved in an MLM and it originally, you know, it, it came about because the same reason, you know, the same situation you were in, you know, like just being able to be at home with your kids and work around their schedule. And so, you know, that's what attracted me to the business and it aligned with my, you know, my values. And so I think that's a big thing with like, when you're thinking about an MLM, it really needs to align with like who you are, you know, like, don't just try to, okay, sign up. I'm, you know, going to sell something and make some money, you know, because mm -hmm. if it, it's not going to come off as authentic, if you're trying to just sell something other than, you know, or rather than just making sure it aligns with who you are, you know, as a person. So mm -hmm. that, um, that is, uh, definitely something, you know, if you're considering that I would recommend, but, um, so we are going to wrap things up and, um, I've got your links. I'm going to post those in the show notes. And if you can just tell listeners where they can find you, um, I know you're on Instagram. And so if you just drop us your handle there and, um, maybe also your email. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, the best, like you said, the best place to come hang out with me on Instagram, that's probably my favorite social media platform where I like to connect in, in the DMs one-on-one. On one. So definitely send me a DM if you're listening to this. If you love this episode and you learn something valuable, you can definitely take a screenshot of this and post it up in your stories and tag both of us. And I'd be happy to reshare it in my stories. And then I think the other place where you can kind of find all the things about me um, is my website. So aubreymalek.com. And you can kind of poke around there. If you want to send me an email, you can send me an email right from there. Um, but that's a, a great central location to start where you can find um, what I'm all about and what I have to offer. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for having me on today. I've loved chatting with you. Yeah, thank you so much for your time and being a, a naptime warrior. <laughs> <laughs> How old are your boys? I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So the four-year-old really doesn't nap anymore. He just has rest time, but it's yeah. my like hour chunk your of time. Quiet like, time. I got, yeah, yes. I got to get something done. <laughs> yeah, I have two boys as well. They're nine and seven. So I was definitely You're in past the nap time. <laughs> yeah, we're out of that season. But, you know, now we're in a season where they're just like, they fight all the time. It's like constant. Mm -hmm. It's like. Oh my gosh, I will take back the sippy cups and the snacks and all of these things if you just <laughs> quit. 
quit fighting. Right. So yeah, it's definitely um they're fun. And as you know, boys are we got have lots of energy and mm-hmm. oh, God bless them. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> I know it. All right, girl. Well, you have a great day and thank you so much for taking the time to hang out and chat. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right, girl. Bye. Bye. Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, Be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.